Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, guys, it's Tim O'Connor, your Thursday host for A Free Solution. I am back after a couple of taking a couple of Thursdays off. We were heading, we were heading into the end of the year, and I thought, uh, well, I had some work obligations. I hope you guys, I actually hope you guys missed me, and I hope um, you caught some of my uh, some of the stuff Kevin and I did on Fridays. Because I think it is January sixth, two thousand and twenty-two. See you later, two thousand and twenty-one. Let's talk about the state of the state, okay? Kathy Holzel yesterday went on the airwaves and gave a big speech about the state of New York State and the state of the New York State's COVID response. And guys, maybe I can do one segment. Maybe I can do the whole show about this, but I want to be clear. Tim O'Connor, the Freedom Variant, has the state of the state for you, okay? It starts with the government response to COVID has been... You all know what it's been, guys. It's been a mess, okay? Firing people for refusing to get vaccinated from our hospitals. We, our our governor, our latest authoritarian, says she can National Guard that. And guess what, guys? Apparently, we're out of National Guard people, out of National Guard health professionals that can be called up at a moment's notice, inconvenience their life, make less money, to go to hospitals for to replace people that have been fired, okay? That's a reality. That's what's happened. There's no other way for it. Yes. Was there a shortage of healthcare professionals in New York State? Yes. You know why? We're overtaxed. We're overregulated. We, we're overworked. Nurses are overworked, and they don't even get to provide patient care half the time. They're too busy doing paperwork, okay? And then there's the traveling nurse program. You guys probably, some of you guys may not know this, but Hospitals routinely uh, contract out for what's called traveling nurses because there's been a nurse shortage in New York State for a long time, okay? And so they make about twice as much money as a regular nurse. They get their per diem. They get their their housing expenses paid, and they travel around the state. They travel around the country, and they fill in these slots where, especially in New York, where there's a, a, a nursing shortage um staffing shortage so that's number one the state of the state the state of healthcare in new york state has been made worse guys even even if it's one or two percent of all the nurses that refused to get vaccine that and got fired that is a significant number when there was already a human infrastructure shortage in new york state so there's the state of healthcare in new york state it's a mess thank you to the authoritarians for thinking that you knew best, okay? The people that served on the front lines of COVID got the X, period. There's no other way around it. Number two, during Kathy Hochul's Hochul's state of this state, there were massive protests on the steps of the Albany Senate 
and Congress State House. Massive protests, thousands of people there talking about how the mandates hurt, how mask mandates hurt our kids, how va uh, vaccine mandates are hurting healthcare, hurting jobs, hurt causing businesses to leave the state, okay? The government response to COVID, I was talking to a guy today, guys, he has a, a 75, 80 people business, okay? He has to give 15 paid COVID days. That's in addition. Like you can't go back and reel back your, your commitment of other paid holidays, okay? You now have to give 15 extra paid COVID days. That's just for testing. That's just if you get quarantined, okay? That's if you're a small business trying to make a go of it in New York State. We have mass testing sites and guys there was a moment where i was thinking this is the opportunity where where we're going to spike the ball we're going to declare victory over covid we're going to say look at the positivity rate it's dropped drastically and i heard some of kathy hochel's speech hochel's speech and well i'm dumbfounded i'm perplexed i don't think i don't think it's going to go that way okay i think i, th I was thinking that they the covid authoritarians were going to spike the ball and declare victory and say we still got to manage the virus, but we've got to keep things open. And maybe they are still going to go down that road. Um, but I, I'm telling you now, there's a new variant coming out of France, guys. I mean, it's just, I don't know. They, they, they got this power. They seized this power. Everybody's looking to them for answers. And I think that that's an addicting thing for, for people in positions of power. All right, so that's the state of healthcare. That's the state of the state. Number two, we lost over 300,000 people since the pandemic began. Now, guys, did we say we lost them? We didn't lose them, okay? We didn't, they're not lost. They're not like, they didn't just disappear. They didn't die from COVID, okay? They left the state. They, flee, they fled New York State for greener pastures, for freer, for a freer existence, for lower taxes, for better job opportunities, for, for just to get their kids out of a school system that forces children to wear masks all day long. Um, and guys, that was part of the protest today in Albany, that, that our school systems should not be masking children in school. And the reasons why are simple. Regardless of the hype, regardless of the nonsense that COVID authoritarians talk about, children, by and large, are not at risk from COVID. They will in short order, if allowed to their own devices, develop a natural immunity to it. It will be like the sniffles to them. That's how the human immune system works. That, like, because this is, this is, we, we have centuries of this behind us, okay? We can pretend that it's not. We can, and look, COVID's dangerous. Guys, I, I, I'll go back to that. COVID's dangerous. We need to take care of people who are vulnerable to it. Um, but the, the percentages of, of treating school children like their COVID hotbeds is it it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. I um I mean, I guess my my kid one of my kids is a wrestler, right? They wrestle with masks on. Okay, like wrestling, the oldest sport in the in the world. It's it, part of the the civilized sports world. Okay, wrestling goes back to ancient Greece, back when they were city states that they used to like they organized into friendly competition. It was in the first Olympics. I mean, it, it, it's a sport that's been going on forever. And so now kids who wrestle have to wear masks while they're wrestling. I, if any of you have watched wrestling, you probably know that that doesn't make 
that that is not stopping the spread of COVID. There's no way. Um, so we've lost population again because of the government response to COVID. We've lost a house seat, at least one, because of the government response to COVID. Um, and the list can go on and on. So there's the state of the state. The government response to COVID has been too authoritarian. The government response to COVID has made it even more expensive for small. And guys, under 100 employees, it's it's a small business on the grand scheme of things, okay? It's not a two-man shop building houses or building decks, okay? But it's, it's just a small business. They generate a lot of employees. And their expenses have gone up drastically in res- with the with New York State's response to COVID. That's an absolute fact. So when you can go to New Jersey or Pennsylvania and set up shop and do your medium-sized business or your small to medium-sized business, who in their right mind is going to stay in the state? That is economic opportunity out the window. One other thing, guys, people often say that New York State's population is actually growing. It's not, okay? It has gotten larger in relation to New York State's population, but in relation to all the other states in the country, New York State has grown the least. So the official tally of over 350,000 people leaving in the last year or last two years since the COVID apocalypse began is we've been losing ground against other states for years to the tune of millions of dollars. Our growth rate is zero. We lose people. We, we, we bribe people to come into the cities with free college. We bribe people to come in with, with crazy programs. That is not growth. And it is not growth in comparison to other states. So New York State's been shrinking. It's shrinking. And it actually shrunk. And guys, remember, this is Tim O'Connor, the Freedom Variant, coming at you. It's Thursday January 6, 2022, big thanks going out to WYSL and WACK for number one, bearing with me while I have some personal business to take care of. For number two, providing Kevin, Larry, myself the opportunity to present our ideas, our solutions, our goals. Tim O'Connor's State of the State. I'll be right back. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right, guys, welcome back. We are talking about the state of New York State. And 
I know that the state of the state addresses, we want them to be forward looking and filled with positive energy and, and filled with grandiose platitudes like only Kathy Hochul can deliver. Guys, say there was in her state of the state, there is promises, guys, of tax credits and farm tax credits and raises for teachers and tax credits for teachers and <coughs> excuse me big thank yous going out to your local school superintendent and your local school teachers and and yes guys their jobs most likely were made drastically harder once again by the government response to covid so yeah i do think i have teacher friends i like I said, I've got a kid in sports. I, I still travel the circles. I did a lot of coaching in my time. I have teacher friends. They're sane. They're rational. They understand that this, this thing is a hopefully temporary, but that it's some of it's, let's call it an overreaction. Let's call it, we'll, we'll probably guess we're probably going to talk about the, uh, Joe Rogan phenomenon, what's going on right now. But like, let's circle back to the state of the state and the platitudes of, of free money for everybody and property, a billion dollars, guys, a billion dollars for property tax rebates, one-time property tax rebates. I think it's going to amount to about a thousand uh, bucks per property owner, give or take, and only 2 million people are eligible for it. So I don't know what that actually is, is going to mean. Who's who, who gets this money? Uh, what, you know, and they always split these things up into tiny little pieces of a pie that we all get to fight over. So I may not fit the perfect demographic for that money, but somebody else is going to, and they're going to go ahead instead of me getting a thousand and them getting a thousand, they're going to get 2000 and I'm going to get zero, or you're going to get $192 and, and your neighbor down the road is going to get $7,000. I mean, they always, they always got to appeal to their demographics and their special interest groups, because that is the state of the state in New York state. So to repeat, taxes are too high regulations too oppressive. The government response to COVID has damaged the healthcare industry it couldn't just be national guarded like we were told okay so we have a governor that was unelected who continues on the authoritarian path of the governor that resigned the governor andrew cuomo the state of new york state no state of the new york state speech could be complete without talking about the guy that's facing charges without the guy, without talking about the guy who managed New York State, set up the authoritarian policies, caused the nursing home tragedies. Guys, like, look, the nursing home policy, nobody in your right mind can say that that was handled correctly. Nobody in your right, read the stuff, check it out. There was a distinct desire to get elderly patients out of the hospital, regardless of their COVID situation, and back to nursing homes, because that was probably, it's linked to money, right? That was a probably a better insurance payout, okay? And look, it's frustrating. 
that it's not even like I hate that decision. It's just the end result was awful. And I do hate the decision, right? There were, there were options. And, and look, it was Cuomo versus Trump in the mainstream media and every, both of them had to, you know, duke it out, win the arguments the the whole vaccine hesitancy thing started with Cuomo and he was the guy that was like, I wouldn't want to take Trump's vaccine. He literally said it guys. I mean, this, these things are real. This is the state of New York state. All right. So when we are talking more about the state of the state, we want to try to find the positive things. It's very challenging to find positive things in New York state, but guys, there are, there are, and, and guys, you got to hear me out on this, right? You've got to hear me out on this. There are always in the seeds of every, it, it, there are seeds of opportunity in every disaster. Okay. And New York state, regardless of who's made great money and guys, look, government workers didn't go without a paycheck. Their businesses weren't interfered with. The best news that I caught out of Kathy local state of the state Guess what's coming back for you guys that live in cities, okay? You are going to be able to walk up to your favorite bar, buy a drink, and leave and go for a walk in your neighborhood. Buying a drink from a bar and taking it to go. Guys, the future is bright in New York State, okay? First of all, I'm not sure that that's something that should ever have been illegal. I'm cool with the the, the strict, like the strictness about DWI. But the fact that you would get busted, and I've seen people get busted. I live in a college town. I've seen people get busted in downtown areas for walking around with a beer. And literally, guys, like, you know, give them your beer. You're going to get, you know, taken into the into jail. Like, that's how it, that's how that goes. Like, I am not kidding. I'm not joking. That's the way it is. Sometimes you get to get rid of your beer. Sometimes you got to, like, take a ticket, whatever. They're just doing their job. But still, okay, so good news. Good news, New York. You're going to be able to walk up to your favorite bar, buy a drink, and take it to go. All hail, Kathy. All hail, Kathy. Now, they are making a lot of noise about term limits, guys. And I had that guy from term limit, the governor, on my show. And I'm telling you what, they are making a lot of noise about term limits. And so that is one potential silver lining for 2022 term limits on your assemblyman term limits on the statewide offices term limits on your senators and i've got to tell you that first of all everybody in the country thinks that they want term limits everybody it it would actually be very exciting as a guy who's run for office before I saw an opportunity because the senator was retiring. It when we see people retiring from from generally lifetime of positions, right? Once you get elected to these positions, you go nowhere as long as you do the best you can to write the checks, kiss babies, and show up at at business things that are funded by the government. Okay, so like if if you show up and help break ground for a housing development that's funded by the government. You score points, you get votes for that, and people thank you for that. Um, I don't understand why, but okay, that's I don't necessarily see that as representation, but okay. Um, so <laughs> sorry, guys, I, I kind of get a little bit off tangent. So, guys, when we're handing out money, the state of the state, we get into um, 
term limits on our elected officials. That actually could be pretty exciting. I think that that's something I'm looking forward to. But I have an even better solution than that. I have a free solution. Guys, if you want better Democrats, if you want better Republicans, there's only one way to do it, man. Vote for the party. Vote for the people that are running. And there's some great individuals running. As you guys know, Larry Sharp, the guy I share this platform with, is going to run for New York State governor. He's a libertarian. My friend Thomas Daniel Queter in in what was formerly Senate District 52, we won't know until the gerrymandering is done uh, as to to exactly what Senate District he's going to be running for. But he is planning, and you've heard him on this show. These guys are libertarians. Thomas Daniel Queter, powerful in his own right. He's a libertarian disability advocate. He has a disability. It doesn't stop him from working hard. It doesn't stop him with coming up with great solutions. Larry Sharp, guys, regulated like lettuce. I changed his saying, I know. Regulated like onions. Guys, freedom will sell, okay? You guys heard me say it on the show. There's not enough freedom for me, okay? The, the religious exemptions on the vaccines. That's not enough freedom for me. The way that they legalized marijuana and hemp in New York State, that's not enough freedom for me. These things, they're... They're still too overregulated. We need, if you want to make a change, if you want to help New York State become better and freer, think about the solutions I'm offering you. Once again, thank you to WSL. A little later in the day, WACK, it's Tim O'Connor, the Freedom Variant. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. It's me, Tim O'Connor, the Freedom Variant, coming at you on WISL in Rochester, New York, and a little later in the day, the beautiful WACK in Newark, New York. So I gave my state of the state, and like, as you probably, any of you have heard me before, you know that New York State is is it, troubled, okay? In my area in particular and the surrounding areas, we, we have houses that are, are falling into the ground. We have the government building housing projects. But 
there's there's kind of um well i want i want to move away from that subject okay like we i think that we all know if we're listening to this radio station if we're listening to larry and we're listening to kevin and we're we're searching for answers we're already on some level relatively aware that there's a a disconnect in new york state from from densely populated urban areas um and, and rural new york state but more than that, in our society, there's there's a, a disconnect going on when um, we want to talk about the vaccinations and, and the government response to COVID. We get a, a an either or kind of discussion where everybody's playing gotcha and they're like, you know, CNN's playing gotcha with Tucker Carlson or or. Uh, Ron DeSantis, for example, they're just like, oh, we got him this time. Oh, we got him that time. And and guys, I, on some level, I enjoy it, right? Like when Ron DeSantis makes fun of uh, all the politicians that come to Florida to enjoy Florida's freedom and freedom from mask mandates in particular. And in particular, our favorite New York congressperson is making the news right now for frolicking about florida without a mask after being such an authoritarian in her response to covid and such a believer in the big government one-size-fits-all solution that she doesn't actually particularly participate in herself so that's annoying but there's this this really 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 interesting phenomenon going on like when we have the cnns of the world and the fox newses of the world and we see First, Andrew Cuomo getting the axe, and then we see Chris Cuomo getting the axe for abusing his power. There's a very interesting phenomenon. On. I, I've, I've often said that the mainstream media, it's not making money the way that it wants to. It's not making enough money to cover its revenue, and it's not, it's not growing its revenues as fast as it would like. So it has entered into this dystopian, stimulatory kind of discussion where their goal is to get you their viewer, their listener to, to, to getting engaged in their ads or get engaged in their articles so that you click on an ad while you're reading an article or, or to watch their, their show for a few more seconds. And they do it by deliberately getting you upset, deliberately making you angry and deliberately helping you feel like you pwned somebody else. Okay. And I don't know if you guys know what pwned mean, but that's like a kid saying like a ha ha in your face. I got you. You look like an idiot kind of thing. And I think that basically the CNNs and the and guys, even though I like what Fox has to say, even though I like what they have to say better, they still participate in this behavior of reaching into your id, into your psyche and stimulating you. OK, so no matter what. This is this is real. It, it doesn't have to be a serious piece of how you view the world. But I think a lot of people are, are are manipulated or affected by by this this news this style of news. And, and guys, I try pretty hard to be funny. I try pretty hard to examine the views a little bit differently. I don't know that I always succeed, but there are certain problems. So the phenomenon that I want to talk about is is Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan experience. And guys, I spent myself because i wanted to hear this other side this this third dis- way of discussing the vaccine um issues and and the covid issues and the government response to covid and i wanted to hear 
two guys that who, whose voices have been suppressed. They get deplatformed. They get kicked off Twitter. They they've amassed huge followings. They, Peter McCullough himself is a, a Harvard, you know, trained guy. He's very important. He's done a lot of actually treating patients with COVID. He's come up with a couple of early treatment protocols and early treatment um, drugs. And they both came to a conclusion that the government response to COVID has been, um, well, just like just like you and I, I think that the government response to COVID has been over overblown. They're trying to control things that they can't control. They mix and match this notion that you can avoid a virus and simultaneously manage a virus. And, and I think that we've seen that failure in New York State. Like we, we shut New York State down, COVID surging. We're a highly vaccinated population in New York State, COVID surging. We, there's certain areas where I think more information and more straightforward information should be be offered. And these doctors, McCullough and Malone, went on Joe Rogan podcast, three hours, guys, three hours each, and they discussed their understanding of COVID. And so these are these are real doctors, these are real scientists. Their their voices have been suppressed. They one of them, at least one of them, and I can't remember which one right now at the top of my head, was part of that Great Barrington Declaration that. We have to manage the virus without destroying the economy, okay? We have to manage this virus without destroying the economy. And why is that, right? Locking people in their houses, fining them for performing their craft is is crazy, okay? It's nonsense. It needs to stop. It should have stopped a long time ago. I, I know that it... Okay, it mostly has stopped right now, but now we're going back to mask mandates and we're going back to vaccine mandates and we're, we, we fired a bunch of the healthcare people. We need, to, we need to step back from that. And there was a moment here recently where I kind of thought, and I mentioned this earlier, that, that we were going to, the authoritarians were going to spike the ball, declare victory over COVID and open things up and just say, all right, we, we've got vaccination to where we've gotten it. This, this Omicron variant isn't that serious. We've got to manage it. If you think you, if you think you have specific risks, take care of those risks, mitigate those risks. If you're overweight, mitigate that risk. If you're vitamin D deficient, mitigate that risk. Okay, guys, these things are messaging and maybe the messaging is always going to be imperfect from the government because it has to be one size fits all. But we, we, when we get into listening to scientists like Malone and McCullough and when they talk about the, the obvious correlation. And so therefore we've talked about correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, but obvious correlations between comorbidities and problems with COVID and how everybody should approach COVID from their perspective. When we have sane guys, brilliant guys, guys who have dedicated their lives to virus, virology i can't even say it right virology they deserve to have a voice at the table because guys that that is science okay vaccines talking about vaccines and whether they're right for you that is science okay it 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 can be very emotional when we're responding emotionally when society is emotionally charged okay fine but get over it okay 
take a look at your situation if you're unvaccinated and see if vaccines work for you. If they do not, all right, understand your risk and whether you should be out in society because COVID's real. Both of these guys said it. COVID is real. COVID hurts people. It cripples people. It makes them sick. People are experiencing vaccine side effects. That's a reality of vaccines. And so that doesn't make anybody an anti-vaxxer if they point that out. All right. That's a reality too. There's a, a balance game that has to be played and the game cannot be played by silencing voices that you disagree with. So the Joe Rogan podcast hit the first one hit 40 million views in a very short period of time. The one with uh, Peter McCullough. Okay. And then the, the, the one with Malone hit 50 million views and that's a three hour podcast guys. Um, so it, it came, it came to like, there was a bunch of responses. I have one response that I want to talk about. I want to talk some more about these things, but we're coming up on a break and, and guys, as you know, I'm excited to be back. So I, I am not going to be able to cover everything, but guys, I'm glad to be back. Thanks again to WYSL and WACK. I'll be back after these messages. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Okay, guys, I'm back. It's Tim O'Connor, your Thursday host for A Free Solution. Coming at you, living my life's dream of being a radio host, guys. And this is, guys, I would love to do this full time. I would love to have people line up and sponsor the show. And I would love to have a more libertarian future. And so we're talking about the right versus the left, how TV manipulates you, how the mainstream news is not, because they're not giving you the whole story. Um, even when it comes to like this McCullough Malone thing, something that's relevant to this whole issue, the British um, British Medical Journal, it's an esteemed institution. I talked about it with Kevin last Friday. I don't know if you guys caught any of that show. Literally suing Facebook because Facebook is fact-checking them over they're whistleblowing on the data collection for, I believe it's the Pfizer vaccine. There's some problems with the data collection there. I'm not saying that to make you afraid of vaccines again. And you know what, guys, I, I have a personal friend. That's a doctor, right? He is very pro vaccine. He's not particularly pro mask. He does believe that indoor masking 
is appropriate. He certainly wears masks at work when he's his his specialty has to do with like radiology and stuff like that. So probably there's lots of times where he doesn't necessarily have to wear a mask, particularly in his line of work. Um, but guys, like so, I trust him. I like him. He's 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 solid. Okay, he's a solid human being. He's always been a solid human being. He leans libertarian. Um, he doesn't like this dystopian response to things, but he's pro-vaccine. He feels that the vaccine is a mitigating factor in COVID. My mom's in her 70s. Guys, she's she hasn't taken the vaccine yet, but she's wrestling with it. And I'm like, take it. I haven't taken it. My kids have taken it. I'm not like there's reasons in my own personal health history that I don't want to take a vaccine where whatever, whatever my risks are, are not anybody's business. But there's a reason why I'm not taking the vaccine at this time for myself. Um, but I'm not afraid of it. And I'm not afraid of it in the sense of, do I, I don't think it's a good idea for me at this time. But anyway, so let's get back to this Rogan podcast. These two Rogan podcasts that got like 100 million views. And this, this Dr. Zog who decided to uh, answer the um, McCullough interview. And, and guys, when... when <laughs> all right, so... Uh, all right. So look, we all want to be famous. We all want to be important. And that's one of the reasons why I do this. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy it. But this guy starts out with, well, I normally listen to podcasts at three times their normal speed, but I actually slowed down the McCullough podcast to uh, normal speed to make sure I got a chance to answer all the questions. And look, guys, there was there were distinct areas where this guy agreed with McCullough. And then he still wanted to totally dismiss him as a conspiracy theorist. And, and we, there's this issue in society where if we, we start comparing ourselves to the Weimar Republic in 1930s Germany, um, we lose the argument. That's not the same thing as necessarily comparing people to Hitler, okay? It, both Malone and McCullough made the issue of the Nuremberg Code, and we've all talked about the Nuremberg Code. Everybody's seen it discussed that there's a certain amount of medical ethics involved in whether you should advocate for a vaccine or not both mccullough and malone feel semi-strongly that people should take a vaccine they both i if i recall correctly both have taken the vaccine but they don't feel they 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 what i'm trying to explain to you how I think maybe my mom should take it. I'm not ready to take it. I, I, my kids wanted it. So I, like, there was no fight with me about that. All right. That it should be a personal choice and that it shouldn't be coerced. It shouldn't even be encouraged by your doctor. A doctor can offer you some facts like, and guys, facts are this about statistics. Okay. Facts are squishy when you're talking about statistics at this point. It would be safe to say, and that's how you have to phrase statistical analysis, okay, for it to be accurate. At this point, it would be, it appears that the vaccine is very effective at mitigating hospitalizations. It's very effective at mitigating severe responses to COVID. It would appear, okay, and even in that White House letter, they said, they said it would appear that the vaccine does this, this, and this, and then it went to Good luck to you, unvaccinated. May you die a cold and dreary death in the middle of the COVID apocalypse. I, I, I'm paraphrasing, guys. I'm paraphrasing. Those were not their exact words. You know that. But that 
was cheesy, okay? To use and say it statistically correctly and then turn on a dime on the unvaccinated like they did, it, it again, it's playing on our fears, it's playing on our anger, and not our anger, right? But their anger and their this belief that the unvaccinated are causing problems. Now, Malone and McCullough were very clear that they don't know what the problems are, but that if you're vaccinated and you can still catch COVID, that you're equally as likely to be creating problems with COVID as anyone else. So that's statistical analysis. So anyways, this guy Zog wants to like criticize McCullough for bringing up the 30s Germany and Nazi Germany and the Weimar Republic and claim that's how he lost the argument. And then they want to talk about this, how conspiracy theory and um plays in and how we're all and guys conspiracy theory is all too often a tool to just dismiss somebody with good points all right now flat earth not flat earth did we go to the moon whatever those that's that gets into conspiracy this isn't conspiracy theory this is contemporary discussion about a vaccine okay and so if we can't make those comparisons to times in history where things went sideways because people were angry with each other at this stage in the game where if we can't make comparisons where people are talking horrible, Justin Trudeau calling anti-vaxxers racists and misogynists, okay? In French, he did it in French on his French-speaking channel. Check, check, my, check my receipts. It, it happened, okay? If we can't compare what's going on in our society right now to how the Weimar Republic degenerated into Nazi Germany, then, then what good is history at all? What good is self-reflection and what good is any kind of discussion at all about anything? All right. So this, this, both these guys, um, McCullough and Malone advocates this notion that there's a, a tiny, not a tiny bit. They're, they're pretty clear about there's some mass hysteria going on that they're afraid can degenerate society into something that is, is even uglier than it is. And guys, I, I don't know, man, I look at social media and I'm like, it's pretty ugly out there. And I, a few years ago, I made a, a pact with myself for whatever reason that I would stop calling people names um, and in any form. Okay. Even big, long, multi-syllabic names where I, I get the absolute pwn on somebody where I outsmart them, where I put them down and where I, I have outfoxed them and won the argument with an authoritarian declaration. Um, I decided to stop doing that. Um, I'm not always successful. This is hard. Like people give me a lot of crap because I do not see things the way they think I should, but that's fine. All right. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Um, but so let's circle back around. If we can't talk about these things, if we can't say that the, the, the communication patterns from our authoritarian leaders, if we can't say that they are problematic and therefore act to get rid of them on some level, campaign against them move away from kathy hochel maybe the nicest authoritarian in the world but everything that she comes up with is authoritarian everything and her she didn't quite point her stubby angry fingers at the unvaccinated today but she certainly wants more people to be vaccinated and she wants her base motivated and her base is the vaccinated right so she doesn't mind she doesn't mind if they're angry at the unvaccinated okay and Society, guys, I, I'm I'm 55, man. I don't. I, society was not always 
like this. It was not always this uh, bipolar, this this oppositional, this we don't like this, we don't like you, we don't like what's going on. There, there was, it hasn't always been this bad. There was generally more respect in people's communications. And I think Kevin, as you guys might have caught Kevin's show yesterday, um, where he had a guy on from uh, who, who wants to put some integrity back into social media. And, and I get it. I, 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 I unfortunately was a little bit busy, so I didn't get to listen to the show as much as I wanted to. And, and, and maybe we should all check it out because it, like we could be nicer on social media, but we can't. One of the things that concerns me is when, when we deplatform a McCullough or we deplatform a Malone and, and they have a body of work that they want to share with the world and their work is valuable and important guys. Both of these guys are successful scientists. That's something else. Like the Malone in particular, he he's the guy, he's the guy that you hear about. He's the guy that um, patented the first MRNA technology. Okay. Uh, now, I wonder, like, sometimes things are observational in nature. Like, can we manipulate our mRNA? Can we manipulate our RNA? And can it, can we do it with shots? So, like, yes, you do manipulate your RNA. Everybody manipulates their RNA by how they take care of themselves, how what kind of foods they put in their body. They help their RNA adapt to um, their environment, okay? So that's, that's real. Uh, so this guy wants to do it with a shot instead of a long-term behavior pattern or a long-term eating style or, or whatever. Fine. Um, but he, he's like not sure that this vaccine and MRNA modification like is like the best idea, I guess I would say. So when we get in there and, and this show has, these two shows have a hundred million views and your average CNN has less than a million viewers on any given night. You have to wonder just how hungry people are for these things. And just how hungry the world is for a better discussion about real science. Okay. And so guys, once again, I'm, I'm glad that I'm back. I'm glad that I'm here. Um, I missed doing the last two Thursdays with you guys, but again, I was busy. I, I got to give a big shout out to my producer, Bob D'Angelo. Guys, he, he's so patient. He helps me with so much. And, and this show, the, whatever, guys, I, W-A-C-K, W-Y-S-L. It's Tim O'Connor, the Freedom Variant on A Free Solution. Thank you all very much.